And of course, a world of consciousness and a world of telescopes have to two different realities, yeah? Totally two different, and it's very difficult for telescope to get free from being a telescope. You have to just admit you're not one, really. That's the only solution. The only solution is not to try to become more conscious, but to realize I'm, all I am is consciousness. Then the desire to become conscious or with the relevance of being unconscious at every moment is out of the window. You enter an optionless state, you know, in other words. In other words, certain, a certain fact doesn't get overridden by the selfing. Yeah? You just have a sense that all there is is consciousness. It appears to be unconscious and conscious when I'm conscious as this. But when I'm conscious of this, meaning I'm conscious of every this, that doesn't happen. You don't see consciousness as something that gets more conscious and less conscious. You just know it as consciousness. An optionless state. Optionless. You have no choice in the matter. That's the beauty of it. In a sense, you're totally irrelevant. You have nothing to do or have. If, if there is something called everywhere, let's say, let's use the word everywhere to describe this energy. It's sort of like the, the ocean and the fish. You know, the fish is in the ocean, but it probably doesn't even know what wet is. It really doesn't, because it's always been in the ocean. Just like if you were at a cafe today, very rarely will you hear people complaining about gravity, because they're always under its influence. Because they're always under the influence, they don't experience it. You only know about gravity in its absence. When you go up into space or you go to an anti-gravity room and you float around, you realize, Jesus Christ, now I know what gravity is. By what? Its absence. Yeah? So if something's always going on, you won't notice it. Something's always going on, you will not notice it. And this everywhere is everywhere. Always everywhere. And therefore, you don't recognize it. And the recognition is totally, totally uh, blocked off by you believing you're in a special somewhere where you can have private thoughts and private feelings and private reactions and feel totally terminally unique like no one else has ever done what you've done or felt what you felt and thought what you thought. And that hopefully should have been blown out of the water by going to recovery meetings because obviously people who have the same parasite that's taking you over will share their thoughts, their feelings, and their reactions, and then you dawns on you, hey, wait a minute, they sound just like my feelings, my thoughts, and my reactions, and just hopefully it'll dawn on you that something has taken all of us over, and it's the same thing, that's why I identify with you. I don't identify with who you are, I identify with what's taking you over. Why? Because it's taking me over. And I have the experience of the takeover, but I don't know what's happening. I've had, the, I've had the, the effects of the takeover. I'm an expert on dealing or not dealing with the effects, but I don't know what's taking me over. I really don't know what I'm suffering from. Yeah? I, it's like buying all that medicine because I assumed I had a cold, but I actually have the flu. I'm not, some flu and colds have similar symptoms, but not all. So you may get a little relief, but you're not going to get true relief because you've misdiagnosed yourself. It's that simple. I mean, to me, the evidence is so obvious that the way you think is a structured, formatted way of thinking. It's not organic. It's not particular to you. It's almost like you've got a certain helmet that other people who have that helmet can recognize. You don't see the helmet, but I can know you're wearing it by what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're feeling. Yeah? And when you talk about it, I go, he's got the helmet. Yeah? Now, the helmet, you're breathing in that anxiety-ridden take on life based on time. Time, time, time. Your moment is never even noticed because you're busy thinking about what's going to happen to you as this later or reminiscing what happened to you as this in the past. Yeah. But a happening is never found in time. A happening is, is, is sensed and lived as here and now. So that special somewhere has excluded the sense of everywhere. It may have an idea of what it calls everywhere, but it's entertaining everywhere as a special somewhere. Yeah? Paul, see, because if everywhere was everywhere, why aren't you feeling it? Yeah? I mean, you seem, I think you fall under the category of being in everywhere, because there's no escape, I would imagine, from everywhere, right? 
If everywhere is everywhere, then everywhere you think you are is in everywhere. And then tell me, where would be the starting point to take a journey to everywhere? And where would be the rest area on that journey? And where would be the destination? I would imagine it being everywhere. So really, how can you journey to everywhere unless you think you're a special somewhere? So your sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity establishes you in a fact that's not a fact, that you're in a special somewhere, and then everywhere becomes a goal that you may want to journey to or not. And even if you journey to it because it's not everywhere, you just think it's everywhere, you can get lost. But how could you get lost in everywhere? Everywhere you'd be would be everywhere. <laughs> there would be not one place in everywhere that you'd be lost because it would be everywhere. That's exactly what it's like. Tell me where there's a dry spot in the ocean. Tell me. Tell me where the fish can mingle and there's no water in the ocean. Show it to me. But we're wet as hell thinking we're dry because of the special somewheres. And that's identification as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's the only thing could, that could make up a feeling of being specially somewhere in everywhere. And as long as you hold on to that and your mind's obsessed with it, you will continue to reinforce your little made-up gated community. Even if you entertain everywhere, it will be in somewhere and that ain't everywhere. It will be a concept. You may call it the truth, but it's not the truth because truth is everywhere. And why you can't experience the truth? Because you are the truth. But not as a special somewhere. You're so special, you're not the truth. You may be able to experience it, but usually you may not be able to experience it because it will be based on you, and that means your mind plays God about everywhere. And it tells you how close you are to it, or if you do this, you're really far away. You've now been exiled, exiled to another special somewhere, but it's all on everywhere. Where's the, where's the beginning? Where's the entrance to everywhere? Where's the center of everywhere? Tell me, I would say it's everywhere. Everywhere wouldn't have a center, would it? It would just be everywhere. So, why do you need to move into the center of the truth? Wherever you are is the center of the truth. <laughs> it's an optionless state. That's what we're sharing about. So I hear people share with me about their troubles as self, but the fact is, the solution is just right there. So obviously, in fact, because you, for you to have a real trouble, you have to be in a special somewhere. Because the salve or the solution to any trouble is the recognition of everywhere. So this idea of consciousness of all things or consciousness as a thing, that's sort of the dilemma. Consciousness of all things, because that's what consciousness is, it's conscious. So if anything shows up, it can be aware of it. Why? Because it's awareness. Or consciousness as a thing, which blocks me off to being conscious of the fact of awareness. Because I think I'm aware. And if I believe I'm aware, I can also believe I'm not aware. Yes? Because this place, this little dream world we're in, has rules and structures, and one of the big movements is called duality. Yeah? So, in this place, consciousness isn't seen as only being an optionless state. It seems to be something that you can become conscious, or you can become unconscious based on who or what? You. So you become more relevant than consciousness. Because you can proclaim your unconscious or you're the one who proclaims that I'm getting close to being conscious. I would say that's playing God in the head. And in our book, in recovery, it says the how and why of the whole thing of recovery is to quit playing God. And there was a funny thing a guy was sharing with me about a psychiatrist who studied AA, wasn't in the program, did a long, long study, and he basically said it could all be brought down. The whole program of AA is to, is to stop playing God. That's what he came up looking at it all. He said... The whole thing they're doing is stop playing God. <laughs> yeah, Stop being a special somewhere, trying to control the everywhere. Just surrender the special somewhere, and there it is, everywhere. Right where your special somewhere seemed to have been, in a special place, is everywhere. 
And there's no process, obviously, to get to everywhere because it would have to be a somewhere to get to it. So your access point is always available at all times, right where you are and just right as you are because you're not that. You are not the one who's conscious. If you look at the body, you're conscious of the body. There's an old master, Hoang Po, said, if whatever you can perceive, cannot perceive. So perceiving, what's behind perception is consciousness. Whatever you can perceive cannot be the perceiver. So, you're seeing thoughts, that ain't you. You're seeing the body, that ain't it. Yeah? You're feeling something, that ain't it. Anything that can be perceived cannot perceive. So, basically, the world of things, in a sense, is not it. The no thing that seeing the world of things is it. But you can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, or smell it because it doesn't have any qualities of a thing. So you sense it. So consciousness, because we're conscious, can sense the awareness that can't be felt, touched, taste, smelled, or thought about, but you can sense it because you're conscious. But not as a self. When you're conscious of being a self, you're unconscious to that no thing. Because you're taking the no thing as a thing. The no thing is what I am, but I'm taking it to be what I'm not. And then what I'm not wants to look for what I am, but it always fails because it's looking for it as what I'm not. And what I'm not can never, never, never find what I am. The recognition is I'm not that, and that's what I am. I'm not that, and that's it. It's an incredible... There's no time that passes, because it's not a process. There's a recognition of all things. I'm not that. It doesn't like go, okay, now I have to get a process to become what I am. You already are what you are. Yeah. That awareness. That's it. So it's so beautiful. You just see, I'm not, boom, that's the activity of being what you are. Because what that activity is, you're being conscious. You've finally became conscious to what you're not. Yeah? Boom! That's the act of consciousness. That's the act of being conscious, is to be conscious. We're acting as if we're unconscious to the most important fact, which is what our nature is, which is consciousness. (laughs) So here we are, we start out in unconsciousness, and now we're looking to become conscious. But as this, it's just admit I'm not this, that's consciousness. Not saying it as an affirmation, because you'll be saying it as this. This will be saying I'm not this. It's a recognition, I'm used to putting words on it. But it's a recognition, you can follow some of the great teachers, they're very simple and direct, like St. Francis. What's looking is what you're looking for. So what's looking is what's perceiving. It is not this. This can be perceived. It cannot be the perceiver. So what's looking is the consciousness, and that's what you are looking for. Or he says it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn. Exactly. Self-forgetting means the verb of selfing isn't convincing you you're a self, because it's a verb. So when you forget that verb of selfing, you are what you truly are. You're conscious of the verb of selfing. You're conscious of it, not as it. Yeah? You're conscious of it. That's being conscious. Conscious is just that. You're conscious. You're awake. So you see things that you weren't seeing before, that you'll never see as this. Because you'll never see your true nature as this. Because this is what's covering up your true nature. And it can't cover it up really, so it covers it up in time as a verb. You're selfing. Your mind's telling you the story of life based on you being a body. That's all it's doing. All those thoughts are running around that little flagpole of self, you know, pledging allegiance to it all day, yapping, 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 yapping. And also, marching on the field of self, which is time. So most of the thoughts about the future or the past, and they just keep marching back and forth, and you think it's a new parade every day with real great importance. But if you could record it, and you looked at a recording of two years of your narration, you'd see the incredible boredom of it. It's the same, same, same presentation with different names. 
Instead of worrying about walking Fido, you're worrying about walking Biff. But it's the same thing, worrying about walking a freaking dog, or worrying about money, worrying about this, worrying about that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It never, you, know, you never had a thought, and none of them are new. They're just coming from the memory bank, the past, and they're just regurgitating and rehashing and representing life. You know what it represents? It represents life as if you have an option, like you could have done something different, doesn't it? Don't you go back into the, one of the, there's a couple of doors of hell. There's a lot of them, but one of them is if only. If only is a great door to hell. I should have is another great door to hell. What? What if is another great door of hell. Yeah? So you go, if only I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I wouldn't have got hit by the car. <laughs> okay, but I did get hit by the car. <laughs> so the, whole, the amazing thing is, <laughs> This, it's so obvious the antidote. To, it's so obvious the antidote to what's not happening is simply realizing it's not happening. Yeah. In other words, if I'm sitting here worrying about next Friday that I'm going to be destitute, and you're awake here, this is your antidote to that because next Friday is not happening. What other solution could you ever use to what's not happening other than recognizing it's not happening? If you think it's happening and you apply a solution to it, that's totally what's not happening. The only solution is recognize it's not happening. So when your mind's going, like my friend, I was just talking to another friend of mine, they're flipping about what's not happening. And it's very difficult to convince people how important what's not happening is to them because the other person has another what's not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you're here at this moment and someone tries to run what's not happening on you, it is totally upset. I don't even know what to say anymore. I just look at them. <laughs> what solution can you possibly have to what's not happening other than to realize it's not happening? If you want me to give you a solution to what's not happening, that's the only one I can come up with. And then I notice most people don't want that solution. So I just shut up now. Just sit there and let them have what's not happening. They get worked up. And <laughs> but hey, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, show it to me. It's happening. Show it to me. Let me see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, and smell it. Touch it. Where is it? Where is it? Come on. If it's happening so strongly to you, where is it? Bring it about. Show it. It's not happening. What other solution do you want? Sit oh, yes, let's talk about it. No fucking way. That's, I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of therapizing what's not happening. Just cut it at the knees. It's not happening. What? You want a little, like, helping? Just become conscious of what's happening. Put your hand on your chair now. Feel your face now. Feel where, feel where you think you have the cancer. I still can't feel cancer right now. Feel where, you know, the destitution is. I have a wallet and I just ate. Feel, you know, where is it? There's not around. I mean, this is the touchstone, at least, to have an antidote to what's not happening is what's happening. And you know what happens when... What's happening is being acknowledged. You have an incredible immunity to what's not happening because the only place you can recognize what's not happening from is from what's happening. If you try to recognize what's not happening from another what's not happening, you are in a long, long journey in no-no land. You pay 150 bucks to talk to a therapist to help you with what's not happening. How insane is that? Throw me 50 bucks. I'll Zen bitch slap you in a sec. It's not happening. Bye. There's your hour. You don't even need an hour. You need like five minutes. All right. Before we start, whatever you're thinking of is not happening. <laughs> what? But I've been thinking so much about it. Now, I don't care how much you've invested. Where is it? It's not happening. But if that wouldn't have happened, oh, I'd be so much better off. Who, who knows? Yeah? So what's not happening? And what's happening? Please don't waste any time trying to figure out what's not happening. Just recognize its quality. It's not happening. That's all you need to do. Seriously. You'll have a giant portal will open up because there's no, there's no need for a door because it's not happening. I mean, literally, it is not happening. There is no more energy you have to give it than that being conscious of that fact. Yeah? And you have the ability to be conscious of that fact. How much easier it is. See if it's happening. <laughs> okay, it's not happening. Okay, 
What happens? Your attention's free from that little voyage, and where does it go now? And that's the joy of living, is to be conscious while living. That's what you're looking for. That's what they talk about in recovery. You'll feel the conscious presence of a higher power. You'll feel it. Because you won't be so unconsciously present in what's not happening. You'll now feel the conscious presence. And that's what you're looking for. And what you're looking for is what's looking. Consciousness. But you're not sensing it because you're identified as this being what's conscious. And this is not conscious. This is like a telescope that consciousness moves through. But don't mistake it for being conscious because it isn't. Consciousness is what animates this. And when consciousness leaves, the body can be in perfect shape and it's not, it's not conscious anymore. It's not seeing, though the eyes, if you took them out and put them in a live body, they would see. They would facilitate seeing. It's not hearing, yet the eardrum is perfect. The tongue is perfect. They could taste things. They can feel things. All the nerves are working. But there is no animating principle. The consciousness that's moving through it, that enlivens it, so that consciousness can have an experience of itself out here, has gone. Can't go anywhere because it's, it's everywhere, but it's not animating that body. So it was really like AA says, you know, you got to put the, if you put the spiritual thing first, the physical and mental follows. Spirit is consciousness. You know, when you get that in place, you'll now become conscious of the mental and physical, not conscious as the mental and physical. You'll have some immunity to taking this as you. Because when you take this as you, this is what, this is your passport to what's not happening. This is your passport living in a gated community of private thoughts, private feelings, private reactions. Seeing life as that as it's happening to me or by me, but never as it's just happening. And in that special somewhere, you're never going to sense everywhere. They'll break over the gates and you'll get free samples, but you'll always misidentify it. You'll think it's a special it's a special everywhere and you're special somewhere. When you have an epiphany, I'm serious, when you have moments when life is unadorned by selfing, we, we, in recovery we call it the pause. And that's, that's a sample of it. The pause to me is like a, a timeless moment in a bookended by time, moments of time. But if we, I always say this jokingly, but it's true. Did you ever make an, like a reservation for an epiphany? You don't know it's coming. It just sort of, it, it just intervenes on your linear story and interrupts it. It startles the selfing. And then what's so is so. And it's obvious. Consciousness is obvious of, of its own nature. It's conscious. Yeah? Not as Paul, but conscious. Then... This system of self-centeredness has an incredible backup because whenever it comes in contact with the truth, it will claim it and say, I had this incredible experience. And it immediately neuters it and becomes like a little spiritual experience it has. Yeah? But that's not what it was. You weren't there to have the experience. It's like a Johnny-come-lately. The head shows up and says, oh, I claim it. You know, I had this experience, but it actually didn't. If you look at it, there was no sense of being a self in epiphany. You are totally absent. That's the presence. You and I are totally absent, and that's the presence. While we're totally present, the presence seems absent. Isn't it? It seems like you have to do and have to get happiness, joyousness, and freedom. You're not, it's not recognized that you are that possibility. You know, the possibility of all that peace and joy and happiness, joy, and freedom. You are that possibility. But when you become this, you think you can, you're going to have to do and have yourself into it. And if you believe you can do and have yourself into it, you believe you can do and have yourself out of it. Nanny peace. A peace that you can visit and then be afraid that you're going to have to get, you know, you're going to get evicted. That's not peace. Peace doesn't have a second. Peace is another state. Yeah? But you can't get there as a self. It's impossible. Because the self's looking to experience peace, and you can't experience peace. You experience a peace here. You are that peace. A sense of being isn't an experience. You have tons of experiences while being, but you never have an experience of being. The being is like a sense. The being is like the water to the fish. 
you intimate it, you feel it as you're living it, or as it, yeah? you get a sense of what being is, which is a verb, and a conscious verb. Yeah? It's like trying to capture a bit of river, you know, and I say, okay, I've got someone in Mississippi, I've got it on my mantle, got it in 1998, caught it, see that little cubic thing? That's the Mississippi River. You're going, no, it's just a pail of water. No, that's the Mississippi River. No, you missed the whole point. It's that river is, is a name that denotes a movement, yes? Something other than just the pail of water. So I'm studying about life. I know what this means and all the truth and self-knowledge, but self-knowledge avails you nothing when it comes to being free from self. Self-knowledge does absolutely no freaking good. All you know is... You're, you're a professor of holes, but you keep falling in them. It doesn't keep you out of a hole. You just know that you're screwed. I think it's even worse. Yeah? To know that you're not the self, self, you know, in nine, and, and then yet not have the experience or the sense of being out of self. Man, it's a drag. It's so painful. Because self-knowledge avails us nothing. But knowledge will avail you quite a lot if it's not claimed by self. So if knowledge can be hit, seen, and not and watched and not claimed by the head, then that knowledge will erode the foundation of self. But when it's claimed by self, it just adds spires on it. Yes. Self just builds up more and more and more and more. Spiritual self is our giant spire. But it's built on holy ground, but it's not holy. The holy ground of being is the holy, but the, the building that self builds is not holy at all. It's like it attempted to privatize a little bit of everywhere and, and proclaim itself a spiritual giant. It's not that at all. This is ordinary dog shit awareness. That's all it is. You're just on all day. It's nothing special, seriously, to me. That's why I think sometimes people get disappointed because it's, I don't know, I don't know why. I, thought, I find them, they get disappointed when the do, their doing and having is totally irrelevant. It really has nothing to do with you. None whatsoever. You're in a, see, could that be the truth if it was based on you entertaining it or not? No, no freaking way. I would say you were the truth then. You were playing God. This is, just, this is just a simple recognition, and we share it a couple times a week, because your head knows already. Your mind, like in Buddhism they say, the ordinary mind and the enlightened mind are the same mind. Yeah. It can be ordinary or enlightened from moment to moment. It's, it's, it's the same mind. And we're just entertaining what could cause that mind to constantly think it's ordinary. Something must have created that effect. And to me, it's identification as what you're not. You take the qualities of being a body and you apply it to your own nature, your spiritual nature. Yeah. You claim this to be that. And that makes us unconscious of it because we think this is what's conscious. <laughs> it's a simple little trick if you see it. And you will see it because you're conscious. Once you've been given the invitation, hopefully what's in the foreground will shift and what's in the background will move up and you'll have the ability to see the, the construction of selfing instead of seeing from it. And once you see it, it's very clear I'm not that because anything you see, for me, is just a clear recognition something happens, I'm not that. But when I'm seeing from it and believing I am that, I never recognize I'm not. When you're identified, you never know it. You really don't. And identified isn't a tattoo I received 20 years ago. It's a verb of mind. The mind is identifying as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And you can startle that, because it's a verb. You can throw a wrench in the works. So that moment of pause will occur. And in that pause... Something can, you may see something, something may be revealed. Hopefully you'll just see the seeing, yeah? You'll just feel seeing and go, oh. 
So, like someone we were talking the other day, you see hundreds of things, yeah, every day. Don't you? Hundreds, maybe you meet 50 people a day. Maybe you feel like, I've heard this message of being a lion, but it always turns into, I can become like a lion. And then one day I heard it and I was being a lion. But in all of those different things, there was one quality always there, which was seeing. You were seeing that you thought you were hearing the message, I can become like a lion. Then you saw that one moment you finally got it, I am a lion. And then back to I, I can become like a lion. But all those different seeming experiences and states was always based on one state, seeing. It's the one constant in your life. You wouldn't know you had a life unless you were conscious. It's the bringer of your life to you. It's the one that illuminates the stage you think you're on. It's the one that... It's prior to all other things here. The consciousness of them. Would there even be things unless you were conscious of it? You may have a memory there's in New York, but you're not conscious of it, so how the hell do you know, really? Consciousness is what brings everything about. You wouldn't have a life if you weren't, if that wasn't so. And yet, how much do we honor it? We honor what we think is conscious, which is causing us to be unconscious. inside of your cheekbone? Does, do, you, do you really feel you're actually in here? That this, this, is, this, this is where I stop, and then I don't know what all this is, and this is where you start. And when I, you know, do I, you know, do I feel like, you know, I'm, be, I'm in the cheeks here, and it's underneath the cheeks? And like they said, Jesus supposed to say, the kingdom of heaven is within you. When I used to hear that, I'd think, the kingdom of heaven must be really skinny, I mean, almost no parking in there. Because you always immediately believe you means this. The kingdom of heaven was within you. I don't think he's meaning that. The you that he was talking about, the kingdom of heaven is in. Because what he's talking about is everywhere, so obviously the kingdom of heaven's got to be in it. <laughs> but it wasn't definitely the body. <laughs> private heavens. <laughs> we already have private hells. We wouldn't want to... <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> the private heaven would even make hell hotter. Because <laughs> then you would think you could do something to get kicked out of heaven. That would make it even worse. It's bad enough to be in hell, but to think you brought it about, you'd really cook. <laughs> and the whole self thing is all about doing and having. That's the dilemma. You actually believe you're the doer and haver of your actions. That's why so much guilt and shame is, ed is entertained. Guilt and shame cannot rest, the only branch it can rest on is personal intuition. Look at it. If you didn't, if you sincerely got that you were powerless, powerless over alcohol or drugs, like it says in our recovery program, if you got what that meant, it, to me it meant like you were dancing with a gorilla and you were going to stop when it wanted to stop. I was powerless over it. Yeah? I really didn't have much say. So after I was taken over and my alcoholism reached a very intense level, I was possessed totally, and it was using this apparatus for transportation, obviously. And it was doing a lot of shit it wanted to do and expressing and getting into dramas and resentment and fear and hurting people in the pursuit of what it wanted. And it was making a huge mess. And then I was expected to clean up, clean it up. And my idea of cleaning up was to avoid it, which made even bigger messes, yeah? But that's what it's like. It's like a possession. But all of that doing, and the statement is, we were powerless. To admit to ourselves, we were powerless over alcohol. And yet, we keep relishing the products of not getting that. Because if you truly got that, you would release yourself from the guilt and shame. But you can't release yourself from the guilt and shame because they're synonymous. 
Self and guilt and shame are synonymous. Self is the sense of being a personal doer. And guilt and shame comes when you make a decision or a judgment that what you did shouldn't have been done and what you omitted should have been committed. Yeah? So you get a perfect product from selfing into your life, guilt and shame. And you're wrestling with it over and over and over and it's taking up so much space. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And you don't see that selfing. Your desire not to let yourself off the hook is one of the highest forms of selfing there is. But if you see yourself as not a self, telling you that guilt and shame that you carry will be diminished greatly, quickly. Yes? They'll be put to rest. Why do you want to harvest these harvesters from a dead crop, even if it's something happened it was 30 freaking years ago, come off out of the field and put down the fucking hoe. <laughs> Give it up, will you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Telling yourself can't get out of self. Try it, haven't you? Self can't get out of self. How could a product of a mental process ever transcend the mental process? It's a product of it. You tell me. If self only exists as a mental process, where could it transcend and go to? Do you think it's going to leave here and then in another place where there's a selfless state, it's going to be a self there? <laughs> the self is not going to leave the self state and go to the selfless state. Selfless state means there's no selfing. Self only appears in the mental process. When you're identified as the mental process, that's the dilemma. The solution is recognizing it's not you. Because you're not based in a mental process. You're based in consciousness. I would hope that's the case, that you, your nature is of spirit, which is consciousness, not of body, which is a mental process from the brain. I hope so. Jesus supposedly said, too, you're in this world, seemingly of selfing, but you're not of it. So obviously, if I'm in this world of selfing, I must, but I'm not of it, I must not be of self. If I'm in this world of time, but I'm not of it, I must not be of time. If I'm in this world of separation, but I'm actually not of this world of separation, I must not be of separation. I'm in this place of birth and death, I must not be of that, then I must be eternal. If I'm in this place of birth and death, but I'm not of birth and death, I what I must I be? Eternal. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. I would say that's eternal. Is energy the body or does it move through the body? just helped me, that's all. It just made everything obvious. Blue, it's, I saw blue is blue and red is red and green is green. There wasn't so much freaking confusion. Yeah. And I never ever think that I could have possibly not gotten hit by the car that I got hit by. <laughs> I never go into the past and think, how could I... I'd be so much better off if that hadn't happened. My whole ruler of something was supposed to happen is that it did. <laughs> That's the end of the story. All my little fantasies. Oh, I'd have two kids by now if I was a woman. But I'm not a woman. You know? The whole obviousness escapes us. Please help me with what's going on. It's not going on. Oh, no, that's not the help I'm looking for. I want you to verify it's going on and then come in there with me and try to figure it out. How can I get out of this place that's driving me crazy? It's not happening. No, no, I don't like to hear that. I want that it's happening. And that'll help me. No, the help is it's not happening. No, 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 it's happening. Don't you understand? Look at me, I'm flipping out. I'm sweating. My perspiring, my mind's racing. Help me with that. No, all right, it's not happening. No, I want something. I want you to do something about what's not happening. How can you? It's not happening. <laughs> I want you to do something. 
we just demand that this is so when it isn't so. Really, do most people go into a place to get help based on what's exactly happening at that moment? No. They're usually talking about the past or the concerns about the future. I can't enjoy myself now. Why? My mind is totally in what's not happening. All right, it's not happening. No. I pay you to help me with this. I just did. No. I'll give you $300 if you listen to me. All right. Tell me about what's not happening. Hour after hour, okay. All right, this is what I think you should do. What? Recognize it's not happening. No. <laughs> I want you to recognize it's happening. That's why I'm paying you $300. I want you to recognize it's happening, and I want you to give me help for it. Uh, you're not my friend unless you listen to me tell you about what's not happening. I'm going to hold you. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to hijack your attention. And the deal will be, I'll listen to you tell me about what's not happening if you'll listen to me tell you about what's not happening. And let's just commiserate how bad it's going to be. No. You may lose a lot of friends, but you'll gain some fucking peace. Literally. And they will come back to you, and they'll really, I mean, how hard is it to recognize it's not happening? Really, how hard can it be? Just like acceptance. You ever hear the word acceptance in recovery meetings? It's one of the most popular topics. Have you ever been there? People say, all right, oh, the topic for tonight is acceptance. Now, if you really looked at acceptance, if you look at it, what I think what people mean acceptance is, is you're not fighting anything or anyone, yeah? Just exactly how it is, is how it is. Why is that difficult? Why is it so difficult for us just to admit how it is is how it is. Why would there be such a struggle with that? Why is because we're not basically here. We're in there. In what's not happening. And in what's not happening, acceptance is the enemy. Because if you accepted what's not happening as what it is, which is it's not happening, it would be over. So then when we try to drag our, drag our attention into this moment and we, we're in a meeting and we share, all right, what's the topic? We try to talk about acceptance and it's very difficult for us to do because we have been in what's not happening and not willing to accept that, yeah? This, and so therefore, when we bring it to a place where it's happening, it's so freaking difficult for us to you know, to be accepting. Why is that? It's the easiest thing in the world. I don't want to have to, I don't get, have to get up and move any chairs. I don't have to hope that someone that isn't here is here and that someone that here isn't here. I can, I don't, in other words, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> Everything is just as it is, totally okay. Oh, that's unbelievable. I can't, forget that. Let's change the topic. Resentment, yes. Let's go back into refeeling all the threats that supposedly happen in our lives. Acceptance is a spiritual byproduct. If you wake up to what's happening, you will accept what's going on. And one thing that's mostly going on in the head is what's not happening. Literally, it is really that freaking easy. But we have to get to square one and have, have that corrected. You're not going to be able to accept as a self. Because that would be accept that you don't exist. As one. For you to accept as a self would be the demise of the selfing. You would just finally accept, I'm not that. Because that's the truth. Yeah? Same thing. If you were to accept what's not happening for what it is, it would not be happening anymore. Your attention that's so absorbed in that through thought would be right here, right now. You'd be awake and you'd be sensing the joy of that presence. Because that presence is a presence. It's now and only now. It doesn't exist in what's not happening, and you're never going to meet it in the past or the future. No matter how much you plan to meet it later in what's not happening, it doesn't show up to what's not happening because it's not happening. You don't really have to do anything. 
It's not much. All this is telling the truth. What am I worried about next week? Is it happening? No. Thank you for that correction. What are you thinking about right now? Last year. Is it happening? No. All right. What are you feeling? A resentment. What is that? A re-feeling. Is it happening? No. It's a re-feeling. How could it be happening? It's feeling something again. How could that be happening? (laughs) Okay. What are you worried about? Oh, I'm super worried about having cancer next week. Well, is that happening now? No. Okay. Why do you need 800 pages of scriptures? Why? You're conscious. You can recognize what's going on, can't you? Or can you know? If you can't, that's selfing. Selfing is the non-acceptance of your reality. How is that ever going to learn how to accept? When it's actually the active non-acceptance of what you are. That's why I always say at meetings when someone brings up the topic, I can guarantee you they're not in acceptance. Because when you're in acceptance, you never think about it. Everything's fine, just as it is. There's no noting anything. It's just the way it is. Why? Because it's the way it is. I mean, how much more, what more explanation does it need? Oh, I don't like the way it is. Well, great. Thank God you're not that that doesn't like the way it is. So when it goes, I don't like the way it is, I'm not that, so... I'm liking the way it is. It's not even liking, it's just an acceptance of the way it is. And there's a joy in there, or a peace, or a clarity. Because at least you're seeing what's so from what's not so. It's a nice beginning. Why would you want to entertain the truth from what's not so? You'll never get there. Really. I mean, people rush out and read a lot of books about the truth, but they're reading it from what's not happening. This idea of being a self. How is that ever going to get to the truth? It always has to make it a journey. There's this thing called duality. Here we are as an object. This is an object. This is an object. There is a universal subject seeing itself, feeling itself, tasting, touching, smelling, going through all these objects. This object thinks it's the subject. It says, I'm the subject that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And I shut myself off from the awareness of what's actually seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. This now becomes the subject. As soon as this becomes the subject, everything becomes an object to it. So when it entertains truth, it's an object to it. When it entertains enlightenment, it's an event, an object to it. When it entertains peace, it's an object to it. And therefore, you think you're going to get peace. When peace is subjectivity, subjectivity, it's pure spirit, consciousness. You are that, but not as the object. So the object takes itself to be the subject, then the true subject becomes an object to it. That's why you can't see that everything, what's looking is what you're looking for. That's why it's like the fish, they're totally immersed in water and they don't have a sense of what water is. Because they've always been in the water. And we're always in this space so we don't recognize it. Just like gravity. You don't know, you do not, you do not feel gravity. Never, unless you've been out of this force field. You do not. I've never heard one person in any cafe I've ever been to complain about the effects of gravity on them, ever. 50 something years. Not once. I never read, you know, letters to the editor in the newspaper about the effects of gravity. I've never, you know, a self help, how to deal with the effects of gravity, or Dear Abby, what about gravity, Dear Abby? It's really been bothering me lately. I've never heard it, ever. Yet it's a force constantly being on you as a physicality. Same, same, same with consciousness. It's the context of all, but it's no thing. You can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. You can only sense it. And then you know that you're seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling as that. You know? I know that I'm no... I'm, I'm always... the tr- 
I'm experiencing from the truth. I never experience the truth. All my experiences are from the truth. They're from consciousness. Even the experience of, of the false identification is from the truth. This has never had an experience, ever, ever, no freaking way. It's a conveyor or, or an in, interface for experiences to happen, but what notes that the experience is consciousness, not the body. Body without consciousness is inert. It doesn't feel a damn freaking thing. sometimes to be fulfilled without you having done anything. I didn't accrue much value today, but I still feel great. You don't have, you don't have a, a, like an account book of okayness. You sense okayness. You sense okay while you're traveling. You sense a, a spaciousness while you're traveling. There's no rhyme or reason. You can't account for it. You can't say, I did this and I did that, and that's why I'm feeling this. No, it's just a feeling as you're traveling, because you're becoming at least conscious to what's happening. Yeah. Even if it's conscious to what's happening as what's not happening, it's a damn good beginning. Because if you're conscious to what's happening, you will see this is not what's happening. <laughs> you will. It's, it's, once you're in that field of consciousness, what's in that field will be seen to be what is and what isn't. You'll notice. Yeah. You'll notice what wasn't noticed before. You'll notice what you used to rely on others as authorities to tell you. You'll start noticing it in your life. Yeah. And it'll become really that simple. What's not happening reveals its quality every time. It's not happening. As soon as that's occurring, as soon as that recognition occurs, your attention and interest is withdrawn. You don't lose interest because it's a huge amount of attention. I don't think it's got a quantity to it. But you lose interest in that activity of what's not happening. Where do you think it goes? It can only go into what's happening. Because it's fucking happening. Let that be your ground. Let that be your ground. Don't buy the story of how you're revving up and how sometimes I'm entertaining, not selfie, sometimes that's all selfing. Just sense your ignition of life, consciousness, the awareness of is the ignition of what you call your life that allows you to entertain all these ideas of having problems and getting over them and being this and that. All of that play would not be illuminated without awareness. Honor it a little bit. Just like stop and say, okay, Where's the temple for awareness? I don't know, but let's just say the, 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 the temple that's closest is the land of what's happening. So leave the temple of what's not happening. Stop worshipping the realm of self and let your attention at least acknowledge what's happening. And in that, in that temple you may sense something. But what are you going to sense in the, in the temple of what's not happening? It's like worshipping at a closed temple. There's no life, there's no spirit in it. It's just yapping and yapping and yapping and going over and rehashing and representing what you weren't even aware of when it happened. It just keeps, you go home and your head represents the day like how many different ways? Well, if I would have done this, if I didn't go there, if I wouldn't have missed that flight, if I wouldn't have done, if I would have turned the recorder on, if I would have put by what those shoes, I'd feel so much better now if I do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you're coming I hope we can just keep entertaining this it may be a fool's belief but I believe in repetition I believe
believe your mind is totally capable of seeing because you're freaking conscious. Yes? So if we can bring about certain things and bring them up into your consciousness, I'm sure there'll be something that can occur because you're conscious. That's what the imitation is. It's trying to present something so that you may become conscious of it. It's not like it's not there, but our attention is on it. So we're just attempting to entertain it three times a week so we can bring it to our attention sufficiently for the attention to sort of get grabbed. Because the habit of the attention is to go into mind, to what's not happening all day. We're attempting to, okay, we won't do it once every four months, we'll do it three times a week. We'll bring it here, bring it, and present it, and present it, so that something will be conscious of the sample, of the invitation. And then it's all on that mind. It has the ability to get it, because what it is it. And then what, maybe some kind of lifestyle to you will seem to fit, that will promote it or make it more obvious to you. Then far out. But let's first get the clarity of what's going on. And really the only thing you can be clear about is what's not happening. Seriously. You can be so clear about what you're not because it's appearing. Yeah? It appears. What you are doesn't appear. That's why sometimes you miss it because it's living. You can't see it because it's not a thing. But you can see what you're not every day. And in that scene, that to me is the activity of being what you are, which is conscious. When you see what you're not and tell the truth about it, that is an act of consciousness. You're knowing what you did not know before. Yes? That's consciousness. So consciousness is now activated in your life, and it's quite different than being unconscious. You're not living in a consequential anymore. One of the first things that dropped out of me was blame. You stop blaming freaking people and you just recognize life's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking in a hallway of shit and fan. Okay? Okay. Now I become aware there's a door out. Oh, instead of bitching about it, who turned on that fan and who put the shit in here? It must have been you. I wouldn't have done it. I just see the, oh, exit, walk out. It's not happening. Oh, that's all I needed to know exactly. It's not happening. All right, thank you. <laughs> I thought I had to get all these maps, how to get out of here. No one has succeeded in the past. They always got nabbed. And no, it's terrible. Hey, it's not happening, bro. What? <laughs> but I want to talk about last week, but it's not happening. Please. But if you want to talk about it, at least jokingly, wear it loosely. But don't be fucking serious about what's not happening. You know, or be, I don't know. I just, I've lost interest in it. People call me up and they start telling me. I just like, Jesus Christ. I like to stick them with a big needle and a pin. I mean, is that happening? Ooh! Yeah, okay. Now let's start. Alright, let's start now. I hate you for doing that. Okay, that's better than, oh, that's weak. I, I, oh, oh. It's the cause of how I'm feeling now. No, it isn't. It's your belief in it that's the cause of how you're feeling now. It's your belief in it. Because for what's not happening to have an effect on you, it has to use you as the cause. Because it has no effect. Because it's causeless. It's not happening. But your belief in it causes it to have an effect on you. It's your belief in it that causes it to have an effect on your life. When you subtract that belief, it is causeless because it's not happening. You have immediate relief from it if you can just recognize it. Deal with it. If there's problems in time around it, yeah, but stop believing it's happening because it isn't. If you keep believing it's happening, there's no solution because you're denying the one solution. It's recognition it's not happening. If you don't want that solution, you're in the business of solutions. Buy them somewhere else. Yeah. But it, like, so, all right, so let's say what's not happening is going to have an effect on you. When? Plan. But why would you want to think about it? Have you ever had a problem, went home and thought about it? What happened to that problem? It spawned like ten more problems, doesn't it? The thinking is the bigger problem. You think you're dealing with the problem, but you're, all you're doing is setting up the course of events to have more problems because you're dealing with the problem as the problem. Start here, see this, and then let's see how the problems look after this is dealt with. 
they may not seem as big a problem when this shifts. I don't know, maybe they will, but try it out. But what is it, if you've had 50 problems this month, who's had the 50 problems? One, you. I would say that's the bigger problem. The one who has all the problems. Question that. Deal with what you need to deal with, but while you're doing that, maybe turn a light upon what's having all the problems. If you're not the way that is, maybe you won't have so many problems. It's at least worth the entertaining, don't you think? I mean, everything else you've tried hasn't really sufficiently, long-lastingly worked. It would It probably hasn't, or you wouldn't be here in this room. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to pass the basket. Any questions? Right, no.